Good, 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 good. What's going on, everyone? We are here to bless the airways for the first time ever. Welcome to Hetty and Locks. We are, that's right. I'm Paul, and as he said, in that scene. And what do we do here? We do a lot of things. We, one, talk about sports, specifically the NFL and potentially other genres, other sports like football. Well, we already said football, duh, NFL, basketball, uh, maybe maybe some, oh, yeah, we need college football. Yeah, 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 fighting, MMA, boxing, who knows. But we are here to talk about America's pastime, the new America's pastime, the NFL. And we give commentary in, uh, on our thoughts, also commentary on just what's going on in the league, as well as updates and open discussion. So, yeah. Obviously, obvious, obviously, and honestly, it would have to be the surgeons of mobile dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL. I would say that would be my biggest take, biggest takeaway, and I, I honestly was like astonished. I was so shocked at how talented one these quarterbacks are. And two, just how they're dominating and beating teams like it's nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. You got Deshaun Watson. You got Lamar Jackson. You got Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes. Cam. Dak. Right, Dak. This is so many. Yeah. 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 Right. How did they put up 45? How did they drop 50? Five touchdowns? Daniel Jones threw five touchdowns last week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. 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 That's heavy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it really made us appreciate the whole season. Like I know in the NFL compared to the NBA, like every game matters literally. Like because there's only 16 of them. Um, so it, whereas in the NBA you have 82 games or in the MLB you have 100 some games um and it's, right right so i i'm just very grateful that that it was an entertaining season that like that's what we want from our sports so to entertain us so and they did just that um, you talked about Cleveland, you talked about the Redskins, teams that have been known for failure um, in their franchise, their recent franchise history, um, which is just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to take in, you know, like people getting fired after one year. Uh, Freddie Kitchens potentially won't have a job. Uh, Bruce Allen um, has been relieved of his duties um, after this final game. It's, it's just like, some I wish they just could get it together, and I know after this year, hopefully every everyone resets, so everyone believes that they have a chance again. So it's their hope, and it's our right, exactly. And everybody starts the same, so you can make improvements, and you know, satisfy. You want to be able to please first and foremost the fans of those teams, right? So whether you're a Browns fan, a Redskins fan, a Cowboys fan, you want to make sure that they're appeased. So you put out the best product so they can continue to come. Um, so everyone has that fair shot in the offseason. And that's really that's what I truly do look forward to. You know, that's where it's, all the fun really happens. The draft, free agency, player movement. Um, after week eight, it's like, dang, it's just games, like which is good. But it's like, dang, the drama, you know. So I'll say this, team. I'll say this, team. When we talk about freaking player movement, off-season moves, the the first step to that is the day after tonight, um, Sunday, week seventeen games, and that's called what Black Monday, <laughs> right? I need to change the name, but that's a whole nother conversation. But um, Black Money basically impacts franchises where. Uh, teams, their head coaches either are getting fired, the front offices are getting cleaned out, um, quarterbacks are are being blatantly demoted or shopped, saying that we won't resign them or have a lame duck year or something like that, you know. So I wanted to pose the question, um, is Black Monday impacting franchises' ability to groom the future of their organization? So like, is two years or one year enough time for franchises to know whether or not they have the right people in power. Meaning like, like I described again, the, the right quarterbacks or personnel in general, the right general manager, head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right, and right. It is, it is that way. It's, uh, usually it's just people being reactionaries. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Always. Shake things up. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. <laughs> How did he dodge that? How did he dodge not getting fired from 0 and 16? Oh, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight and eight seasons. Yeah. Stop, stop. He won seven games. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like giving them power too early. So like we're deeming these gurus. Sometimes it's really 50-50, probably more like 2080, but let's say for the sake of this argument, it's it's 50-50. So you have some coaches who are offensive coordinators, uh, positional coaches that say, I see something in them. Let's give them the reins, like a Sean McVay. And they turn out to be serious. They, they turn out to be really well. Um, but then you have a Freddie Kitchens, a Zach Taylor, um, who teams are just not pulling up for them. And it looks like they're over their heads. A Pat Shermer who got chance after he he had a Browns he had the Browns job right did terribly I would never think he got he would get another head coaching job than the Giants because he he had a good offensive coordinating year for I believe the Eagle no the Vikings and the Eagles the year before he was like the QBs coach but then he gets a a whole new job with the Giants and he's terrible again like we didn't see this already right so uh, I I I feel like it's it's hard to pick out. What coach is going to be nice and what coach isn't? Like, Brian Flores, to me, is a good coach. And his record may not show that because they're like 6-10. and 10. Shout out to them for beating the Pats today. Um, but, like, they, they play hard for – they play hard. Like, you can see, like, those players, they they feel for this team. Like, this team – this is a team. Uh, like, you know when they talk about family and brotherhood, like in locker rooms and how that, that is fostered in those spaces? That does matters. Yeah, it does. Right. And I feel like it's impacting that dog. Like, for real, the Dolphins to me, they scrappy, right? They scrappy. They here to fight. They here to fight. And they doing it for that man, for, for Brian Flores. 
So I, I, you're right. You definitely need time, Cassini. You need time. I think some the knee-jerk reactions um, always come with a cost. I, I can't recall, like even Bill Belichick, like that he had, he has both sides, right? He had the side where he had Tom in, in Cleveland and he was bad, bad, bad. Then he finally had a playoff season and then he left. And I think the team moved, right? And they lost that playoff game. Then he took that Jets job and then reneged on the Jets and took the Patriots job, right? After they just went to a Super Bowl maybe a year or two before with Drew Bledsoe and when they lost to uh, Brett Favre and then. Um, and then even a playoff team with Pete Carroll. But, and now you have Bill Belichick. And we were so quick to remember the Super Bowl years, but I think they were pretty bad from what I recall before they like, were average, let's say that before Tom Brady became Tom Brady. He was a second-year player and a backup at that before he turned into the great, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, so I think you you definitely need to – it shows that when you give people time, even through hard uh, situations and seasons, you will turn up a good team. And that that's all because of what you talked about, Kasim, or what you agreed with, like brotherhood, the community that they build. And Jason Garrett, let's can we talk about that real quick? Why are we talking about this Black Monday? He he may lose his job, but he had ten years on the on the gig, in average seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here he says it. He says it, everybody. He said it, everybody. He said it. He is a Redskins fan, so he's biased, y'all. Please listen to this, man. He's biased. Y'all gonna hire him. <laughs> You're gonna hire him. <laughs> mm. Front running. That 2014 team was good, man. Tony Romo, you better watch it. Stepping out the pocket. Des Bryant, X Factor. Like, <laughs> he caught that ball, man. <laughs> he caught that ball, man. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. We, we, well, what, what we do know, you know, I had to stu- I stuttered a little bit. I said, what, 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 what? What we do know, you know, is there are some players in some teams, some coaches, some organization, um, front offices that are not returning, right? So we're going to go fourth and long. This is a Hail Mary, right? For all the marbles, we have to talk about what coaches or players or front office members who have a long shot continue to keep their job, either 
come back to the NFL, like a Marvin Lewis or Herm Edwards. Uh, I'm trying to think of another coach. Um, Bill Cowher, even though he will never come, is late now. Tony Dungy, things like that. Or someone who will be returning to the league or trying to return to the league, um, like an Antonio Brown or Colin Kaepernick. Who who have a long shot at that? And what way do you want to describe them or discuss them? Wow. Not right now. Isn't he wasn't he a redskin? Mm. So does he have a so so what are you saying? Are you saying that he deserves a shot at being back in the league? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And getting suspended again. Yeah. Hmm. That's a, I, I like that. I like that a lot. For me, and I know this is going to hurt, but I need you to just sit back and listen for a few seconds, for a few minutes, actually. I think Bruce Allen has a long shot of ever getting a front office job again. I think, and here's why, and here's why. It's not because he can't acquire talent, because he, he's, he's hit on some picks. He's, hit, he's missed on some, he's hit on some, just like a lot of GMs. A lot other GMs do it more consistently, but he's had a history of getting, being pretty consistent on the, on the hits, the picks that he makes. However, when it comes to the other operations where you're talking about building those picks now into a roster, picking the right core pieces to add to what your homegrown talent is there on top of selecting coaches. You know, love Mike Shanahan. I really think he got a raw deal in Washington um, after, like, he did take him to the playoffs. He had bad losing seasons with him, so he had a losing record, but I feel like he had that consistency. He has an eye for coaching talent. Gary Kubiak, you know what I mean? The Shanahan, his son, Sean McVay, an eye just to have those things in-house because he's already older. Just do what Tony Dungy did. Do what those other legendary coaches that had time in the league and said, you know what, when I leave, this is going to be the next head coach. And you already have that in-house, right? So he, he can't select coaches or identify how long to keep or when to get rid of a coach like a Jay Gruden or that had a little too much time and all when he first came complaining, you have a number two pick at quarterback and you're complaining already. You just got here. They picked them number two for a reason. Y'all traded all that capital for a reason. You better figure it out. Right. That's why you bring in the offensive coach and then you, you force Kirk cousins. And even then again, you allow this man to go through the contract battle, back and forth, franchise tag, franchise tag, trade that man, get value. 
You literally had him under rights for seven years almost. And, and even being an average quarterback with some upside, he would be worth picks. You see what brothers is getting for cornerbacks and receivers now. Imagine what you would get for a quarterback. So I'll end my, my little message, my PSA, as to say Bruce Allen has a long shot at ever getting a GM job again. Your response. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Terry Okay. Y'all got a linebacker. I forget his name. Is it Cashman? Harmon? Oh. Copeland. Thank you. Yeah. The whole offensive line. Yeah. Mm. And you're not going to change owners. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. As as uh Martin would say. Like, come on, like, come on, you gotta speak the knowledge into these people. It, it is reactionary, right? It it is a little it is it is like hard to see, especially as somebody who is a fan of the team. But we cannot argue that free agent pool, the years after years after years after years of whiffing on these free agents, like, that's hard. But then it came back. It came back. Look at Josh Norman, Batman. <laughs> Paul Richardson. Albert Hainsworth. Mediocre. <laughs> ha ha. Gave up a third rounder for ha ha. Y'all traded a third round pick for ha ha Cleveland Dicks. Y'all cut y'all best safety. Uh, Swearinger, you had that franchise drama with Kirk Cousins back to back. He deserves a statue for that. He didn't get nothing in return. I'm telling you, man, you didn't get nothing for that. 
But yeah, you know what? I get it. I get it. I get it. You couldn't get nothing. You couldn't get nothing. You couldn't get nothing. Exactly. That's the perfect time to get something for him. Look at Alex Smith, the Chiefs. They got two second. Both ways. Both ways. You know, y'all would have got a third, a second. It would have been anything over a fourth would have been a win because y'all drafted him in the fourth round. Like, anything would have been a win. He wasn't hungry. He wasn't hungry. And I get it. Um, But I will say this. I I understand why franchises make moves. A lot of it is reactionary. But part of it is sometimes it's a time and a place for everything. Like, even... The, some of the greats overstay their welcome. Brett Favre, perfect example for quarterbacks. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov in Atlanta right now, being a GM, came through, been there for so long. It's like you kind of overstand your welcome because we're not winning as consistently as we were when you first got there. And part of that is giving up time, but also part of it is sometimes you you lose your juice, as the young folks say nowadays. <laughs> but as we wrap up our show, we have one more segment that we want to bless y'all with, and it's talking about the latest news about the all-decade team. So we're getting ready to transition into a new year. It's about to be 2020, and the NFL has dropped their all-decade team. Kasim, what are your feelings about this team? Do you see some notable names, some names that you wish that were on there, that aren't on, aren't on there? Like, what are you thinking? You see Tom Tom Brady's there. <laughs> right. Really? What? No. He grabs the ball. He catches it. Not only does he catch it, he scores. He scores. And he's a, he's a ball hawk. Numbers don't lie, man. I feel you on that. I man, I I'll say this and I'll wrap wrap the point up because 
we're pressing against time. But I'll say, as I was saying, I'll say this. He may not be to how you describe as a shutdown corner, but I can, the numbers and his impact on games, people not throwing to his way or P, or him following him. Yes. Now they may do, they may do that. Nah, seem, 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 listen up, listen up, seem, listen up, seem, listen up, listen up, seem, listen up. Check this out though, because we are pressed for time. And in my, my opinion, in my opinion only, I'll say this. There was a time, it may have been a few years, three years, two two years, there was a time where he was shutting people down. He was following the best receiver, and there was corners that were not. There was corners during his era where that would just stay on one side that, that wouldn't take the toughest uh, matchups. So, again, and the receivers showing respect to the to this guy and telling him how, how great he is and how he may – want to like they don't want to deal with him he's they're the toughest matchup they have when court when the receivers are saying that 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 shows the respect i like i get that right now he may not be what he used to be but there was a time where he was the corner even in amongst like some big names he was never you're right he was never the number one but a lot of these guys were never the number one. Darrell Revis if he was during this era maybe but there or Stefan Gilmore maybe right now yeah. So I'll and what yeah, but we'll say this. For next time we'll talk